This winter, I will try climbing into a stone wall to hibernate the winter away. Welcome to the Nature of Phenology, where we share the cycles and seasons of the outdoors. I'm your host, Hazel Stark, and this episode was written by Joe Horn. Every apartment I have ever lived in has had its fair share of eccentricities. There was that one-room cabin out in Wyoming where I had to shovel the snow away from the windows to keep an open view outside, and once was even stuck indoors while a moose snapped on my porch. There was the basement apartment in New Hampshire that seemed fairly normal except when I pulled back a bit of the carpeting to find that it was laid directly over a dirt floor. And then there was a lovely apartment in Maine with a stellar view of the water that was honestly the least quirky and most lovely of all the apartments I called home. One early September day, my partner and I were feeling worn out from a long day putting up piles of produce from our garden and decided to turn in early. We brushed our teeth and headed into our bedroom to find, coiled around the leg of our bed, a large specimen of the topic of today's episode, a milk snake. We knew from past encounters with these snakes that they were as harmless as they were beautiful. This individual was over two feet long, with large rusty patches haloed in black over a cream-colored backdrop, making it, in my humble opinion, one of the most beautiful species of snake I have ever seen in our state. Due to their rather beautiful patterning, some folks mistake them for the much rarer timber rattler, though milk snakes entirely lack a rattle, or a copperhead, though the contrasting color is much more extreme in the case of the milk snake. Unlike rattlers or copperheads, these snakes are non-venomous, though are known to defensively bite when provoked. This particular bedroom guest was not exactly what we had in mind for the evening, but past dealings with these snakes and garter snakes in our bedroom made the task of relocation quite easy. I grabbed the smelt net I generally kept by the coat rack in the corner of the bedroom. Isn't that where you keep your smelt net and coat rack? and laid it in front of the snake while I tickled it from behind with a broom. This quickly and successfully coaxed the snake into the bag of the net where I could safely and conveniently relocate it out to the other side of the driveway. Honestly, if it weren't for the prospect of one of these scaly, cold-blooded reptiles seeking me out as a warm-bodied cuddle buddy in the middle of the night, I would have gladly kept my newfound neighbor in my house. Milk snakes are known for being exceptional predators of mice, voles, and moles, all three of which I found in that apartment over the course of my time there. So no doubt with the first blast of cool weather we were feeling that year in early September, these small mammals were beginning to migrate indoors, optimistic about warm lodging and ample food, and following not too far behind them was their chief predator in the mixed hardwoods and old fields of that area, milk snakes. Had I left that snake be, it probably would have made quite a convenient roommate. Quiet, low-key, never would stay out late, and never would have listened to music or TV. That beautiful snake would have largely gone unnoticed, eating all the moles, voles, and mice that dared enter our shared abode. But alas, I figured that this lovely milk snake might do just as well lowering the local population of small rodents around our apartment than living in it with us. So this weekend, you can keep your eyes out for milk snakes, particularly if you live in southern or coastal Maine. If you do find one, remember that these snakes are incredibly beneficial to keeping rodents out of your homes, barns, and orchards. If you find one outside, you might quietly thank it and let it be. If you do find one indoors, you can simply and easily relocate it outdoors. 
You can download this episode and find a link to the transcript, photos, information about podcasting, and more by visiting archives.weru.org. Thanks for listening, and please join us next week for another dive into the nature of phonology. Thank you.